Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, guys, welcome in here on a Thursday. This is November the 7th, 2019. We want to uh, thank you very much for stopping by, of course, and uh, making us a part of your day. I am Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez, and it is time, people. It is that time, week 10 of the NFL season, which means it is time to make it rain in a game that Dane and I have been looking forward to for a while here now. We've been talking about it all week long. Good stuff. Finally excited for a Thursday night uh, divisional matchup that uh, is, I think it's going to have some juice here tonight between Oakland and they'll be hosting in the LA Chargers coming to town. Phillip Rivers and company kind of peaking maybe at the right moment, starting to uh, put it all together. Taking on John Gruden and uh, and his Oakland Raiders, who have done nothing but continue to deliver and work their way through a grueling schedule to start the season. And yet here we are tonight. They find themselves with an opportunity at four and four to kind of put the to, to really start putting some heat here on the Kansas City Chiefs. And, uh, you know, try and march themselves to a playoff spot. And I certainly don't think anybody is looking at the. Oakland Raiders going, oh, this is an easy W because it's not. It's going to be anything but easy tonight for uh, for the Chargers. But they do find themselves currently at at least a uh, a one-point favorite. But I do think uh, that this has got money line written all over it, depending on which side that you're going to want to be on. Just figure it out. It's going to, uh, it's going to be good. Uh, but, and I thought this was great, Dan, because we don't often see this, but. Oh, boy. The books. Uh, around the country, and and congratulations to Colorado becoming the ninth uh, the nineteenth state to pass legislation to allow sports investing coming your way. So congratulations! But we do see, of course, the more books, the better it is for the consumer, Dane, because obviously the more competition, the more choices we have, the more choices we have, the better pricing, yada yada yada. But you gotta love what our friends at PointsBet New Jersey did this week. Hell, they are so convinced, and I think this is brilliant. Kudos to them. Um, They wanted everybody to know that, unfortunately, uh, if you took your hard-earned money and placed a future bet on Mitchell Trubisky for the MVP, they don't even want you to have to. They would like to give you your money back so then you don't have to worry about having to endure watching him play anymore for the rest of the year. They are refunding. Uh, they're giving it back. Anybody that is holding a future ticket that says Mitch Trubisky, uh, and I believe the the numbers started out all year long with him. It opened up at uh, he was at he was at 101, then 50 to one. Like it kept going down too prior. Huh. And there were some bets, some significant bets that were taking Trubisky for MVP. Uh, they're taking it off the board. They're they're giving the refund, Dane. Uh, ah. The season we're in week ten, and they're already telling people, um, 
here's here's your money back. You're probably going to spend it with us anyway. So why don't you go ahead and take it back and, and we'll do this all over again. Kudos to points bet, by the way. That's hysterical. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, degenerates, and make it rain. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. Here's what I think, though, honestly, because I just put up the MVP award, uh, the odds, on our friends at FanDuel, right? And Trubisky is sitting at plus 20,000, all right? So, um, but here's my thing. So are, like, seven other players in the NFL. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So who was it in the points bet, like, marketing team? You know, because mm-hmm. it's all the same thing, right? Who, so who was it that was, like, to pick on Trubisky? You know what I mean? As opposed to, say, what I'm staring at, people that are at a similar range that could also be kind of funny. You know, mm-hmm. like a Jameis Winston. A Matt Ryan is at that level. Um, you know, Jacoby Brissett is at that level. So let's say Jameis Winston, right? Because there's mm-hmm. a narrative around Jameis. What was it that made one person be like, let's refund the Trubisky bets as opposed to the Jameis bets? Because you know it's all PR, right? You know it's all just get yourself out there, like you said, with the competition and so forth, right? It's like their ad budget, in essence. So who, why did they decide to pick on Trubisky is my question. I think a couple of different reasons. Probably the handle on it wasn't all that great anyway. We're not talking about uh, millions of dollars worth of Trubisky futures. There was futures. a huge amount of action on Jameis Winston. Well, you've also, <laughs> you know, you've got a quarterback that is also in the news this week because yeah. he told everyone he wants the TVs off. He's sick and tired of yeah. hearing people make fun of him and rip him. So why not hop on the publicity train when you can? Yeah. Because he's become a running joke. So, listen, if they had $20 million in in future bets on Trubisky, listen, they were 50 to 1 anyway at best to begin with. So, to start the season. So, it probably was only going to be Chicago Bear fans anyway who bet it. But the truth is, they know, all right, I'll give you your 100 bucks, your 50 bucks, your 25 bucks back, right? What the, You know what's going to happen. They're going to take that 25 bucks and go somewhere else. Give me someplace else. So, it's kind of a win win for them. But this guy is just the fact that now he's telling everyone to turn the TVs off in the uh, in the clubhouse uh, that he uh, he's tired of watching people criticize like the it the wheels have fallen off hard there in uh, in Chicago. I don't know that Trubisky makes it past this year, man. I really don't. Yeah. And here's the thing, Joe, honestly, two factors here. One. They're seeing other teams with less heralded young quarterbacks Mm -hmm. look serviceable. You know, the worst thing for a guy like Trubisky is Kyle Allen. All right. You know, who is has no kind of prestige, let's say, and is showing that it can be done out of the gate. You don't need this learning curve like we've talked about. And the other thing that's going to be a real big problem from Trubisky are names like Marcus Mariota, Cam Mm -hmm. Newton. Andy Dalton, you know what I mean? Like the market will have some options this year. Literally, you know, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota. Those are three. Maybe Jameis Winston will be added to the group and who knows who else? You know what I mean? So the fact that there are options and teams are seeing now that young kids can come out the gate and be successful. It makes it even look worse for a guy like Trubisky. I, um, I, I it, to me, it's it doesn't get any more rock bottom than turning the TVs off at uh, at Hallis Hall there because you are tired of seeing people criticize. I, I just to me, yeah, I don't what? know if that you can get any worse than that, Chicago. That. Yeah, I I don't know. And the fact that that's out 
Like, somebody leaked that <laughs> to the media. Yeah, look at our quarterback. That dude wants us to turn the TVs off because he's a little... Oh, I can't. It's... Good luck, Bear fans. Uh, I. The good thing is they're not giving back the money for those that actually faded Chicago in the win total. No, no, no. I'll, I'll hold on to that. I'll hold on to that. Okay. Let's make it rain here on a Thursday. Next. Sports. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. here to the grid it is sportsgrid.com and we would uh, like to welcome our friends here uh, from the stir audience uh, to the sports grid network you uh, can join us each and every day for the best daily fantasy and gaming intelligence from our winning team of expert analysts which includes i don't know if they're talking about us there but yes i'm gonna say us as well dane and i uh, if you want the edge, we'll give you the edge. That's for sure. Get on the grid, sportsgrid.com, and uh, welcome in as the SportsGrid family continues to grow around the country. Welcome in the Stir audience. Thanks, guys, for making us a part of your day. He is Dane Martinez. I'm Joe Ranieri. And as we take a look here at the uh, at the world of sports, some of the headlines, I, I do first want to say that the name of the show is, uh, is Make It Rain, and uh, Dane's alma mater happened to be playing last night, and there just so happens that we, uh, I don't know, gave out a uh, a pretty sure valuable piece of information sure with a trend did. yesterday. And, and they ain't uh, going to score. Let you know that it actually. <laughs> they are uh, not going to score. It cashed. Uh, wow. It cashed in a way that uh, we, not even I, uh, thought it was going to be possible. Um, and if you're just joining us, the trend that we gave you with College Hoops is uh, Jim Beheim, 44 years at Syracuse. Guys, the guy is a uh, legend in the college coaching ranks. He's also a guy that has run um, the zone defense better than anybody in the history of the game. His teams are known for defense. And the problem is you don't often see it anyplace else. So when teams come in to play them or when they're matched up against them, it's a different feel. Usually those teams struggle to shoot. So the carrier dome, we take you last night and, the caveat is that it's usually against conference opponents. So anybody in the ACC, you would think they'd get used to it, but they just, they don't. So anytime Syracuse plays a conference opponent, uh, oftentimes the first half under, uh, in fact, 67% of the time, the under caches. So we had handed that out uh, yesterday to you, and uh, Dane had brought up the point that, you know, the books are probably on it because it's it's actually dropping the full game total was 125. The damn first half total was 57-58. So, uh, and we said, you know, stay the course here, guys. Trust me, going up against a Virginia team who, mm-hmm. Tony Bennett and company, national champions, they play defense. That's what they're known for. I um, I was expecting low scoring. I was not expecting whatever the hell that was we got last night. 
Uh, and it was defense. If you love defense, guys, you got it. Five of 29 from three-point range, Syracuse was. Eight of 26 from the inside the perimeter. Ultimately, they scored 34 points total. Dane. Yeah, I mean, 34 yeah, damn points total. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I could not believe it. I was flipping around last <laughs> night, okay? I was flipping around last night, and at one point, I caught this game, and it was like 22 to 18. And I was like, oh, all right, I'll watch the end. I'll watch the rest of the first half here, no problem. There were 30 seconds left in the first half at that point. I was like, this is ridiculous. Joe, you talk about uh, Cuse went 5 of 29 from three-point range. That's 17%. Virginia went 4 of 25 for a worse 16%. Q oh. shot 23% from the field. This is just a perfect storm of a lot of things, in my opinion. I told you about the Carrier Dome as well with depth perception. I know it sounds crazy, but it is true. And also, it's weird to me, Joe, that, you know, for the ACC network, that these guys are playing big boys in real conference matchups, like Carolina's against Notre Dame or something mm -hmm. last night as well, that they're playing real matchups early in the season. Usually Syracuse, for example, they play Colgate, you know, they play Onondaga State, stuff like that. They don't leave the state of New York usually until Christmas to get themselves rolling, right, to understand how to play the 2-3 zone. So having a play another really good i mean the defending national champions for goodness sakes right mm -hmm. like that also i think profiles to the under as we always say 19 year olds right out the gate they need some time to figure it out the uh there's a couple of things that work here and and number one you'll notice it and and down here in uh in miami there was a big story yesterday jim laranaga the head coach of the university of miami uh, he had to welcome his first uh, game of this season, and he had to welcome Louisville, who's a top-five team, guys, in this country. Uh, Louisville is is a mean – there are some mean SOBs on that team. They are going to be extremely good. And Laranaga said after the game, he's like, um, yeah, this is not something I've wanted. Uh, Bayheim also said it. The problem is – and you noticed it – Notre Dame, North Carolina, Duke playing cans. I mean, you go around the horn – it turns out that the reason all of this is happening and they switched it up was because there is a uh, multi-billion dollar deal in place for the new ACC network. And the ACC network, billion dollars, uh, the ACC network uh, hierarchy is like, yeah, um, we don't want Colgate and Syracuse. We don't want St. Bonaventure taking on the University of Miami, playing the Sisters right. of the Poor. No, no, no. We're going to come out of the gate firing. So they arranged the schedule where this is exactly what you're getting. You're getting Louisville's right. first. Now, it's good news for the better teams, for the teams that are in transition. A lot of freshmen, turnover, not great. They usually like to have a couple of games under their belt before they get into conference play. Guys like Laranaga here in Miami and Bayheim and Syracuse, yep. they're not big fans of it. But there's money behind it. It ain't happening just by, oh, it just so happened it, it happened. No, it, it happens for a reason because a billion-dollar TV network with the ACC says, don't give us crap, give us quality. And can I tell you something? I do think when it's all said and done, Dane, it's better for college basketball, and I think it's even going to be better for teams like Syracuse and for Laranaga down here. These, uh, these teams in transition, why not? You know, learn by fire. I, I don't see the downside to it. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it does make sense. I, it makes sense, A, that money talks, right? And someone else told me yesterday morning down in the pit um, that that was part of the reason. And as soon as they said, oh, the ACC network, I was like, ah, 
okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I buy it, fine. But I think over time, yes. All I'm saying is that it's an adjustment from the way these teams used to schedule the cupcakes for the first, you know, seven or eight so that they can get rolling. And if you're a sports investor, you know, you have to adjust accordingly. This is, you know, in, in sports investing, Joe, we look for like actual meaningful changes, right? Or in fantasy, I look for like, oh, a pitcher like added a new pitch in the offseason, like something that I can actually hang my hat on that is different. This is something that is actually different. Okay, mm-hmm. Joe, the idea that they are going to out the gate play conference opponents or real opponents, I do think that even further impacts the under or further impacts some of these spreads that we'll see knowing that they don't have that kind of, uh, like you said, get it under their belt time. This is a real difference. Yeah. And by the way, the exception is Duke because Duke always plays big boy basketball to start That's the season. They were, though, Joe. Yeah, they like have Ross. never been one to shy away from from matchups to start the year. They they always get it because they know the draw that they get. And that's the big networks, too, not just the yeah. ACC. Uh, Beheim wasn't a big fan of it. But quite honestly, it wasn't like Virginia shot in, uh, you know, 80 percent. But okay. that <laughs> game was just hilarious on so many levels, guys. It, it was just typical. First of all, even what Virginia did to be able to be just as good defensively, if not better than what you had last year, and three of those guys are gone and and a couple of them are playing in the NBA right now. The fact that you are able just to rinse and repeat and do what they did last night, because even Bayheim and a couple of the upperclassmen are like, guys, we play them every year. I mean, they were good last year. This team. Yeah, they're really buying into the whole Tony Bennett. We're gonna, you're gonna get suffocated, and you're gonna get as few shots as possible. Uh, they were pretty good last night, man. And I think we're gonna Virginia's. There was question marks. You lost your big three there. What's gonna happen? Well, they, they did they pretty good last night. They forced their opponent to shoot 23 yeah. percent from the field yeah. last night, Joe. <laughs> and Bayhawk's like, mean, we did I everything. We did everything we could. We couldn't fine. get by these damn kids. <laughs> I think their defense is just fine, all right? Oh, I think they're going to be, yeah. I think they're going to be really, really good. But the other thing you might have noticed, too, uh, Dane, over the last couple of days, the three-point line has been moved back. And uh, it's also starting to get noticed in in a lot of games where a lot of those three-point attempts are going short, man. They're, They're hitting the rim. They're hitting... They are, they're airballing it. It is going to take a little adjustment, I think, for that three-point range. Yeah, so keep, again, under North Carolina, Notre Dame, under. And that impacts lot of, teams lot that of air balls. That, that impacts the teams that use that more, the three-point yeah. shooting. Especially those like high-volume three-point shooting teams, playoffs. absolutely. It impacted the home run hitting teams more. Keep an eye on it. Unders. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more.
So who wants to go ahead like the lamp on DraftKings of FanDuel during this NHL DFS season? If you do, then join DailyRoto.com. Learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS. Get line combinations and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey right now without utilizing DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION. Get yourself a 10% discount. That promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. And keep in mind, guys, DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made. Don't ask me. Uh, ask Ricky Sanders, who we talked to yesterday. Took down another $100,000 in a uh, NBA DFS tournament there. And, of course, Drew Dinkmeyer has done this a whole bunch of time. The list goes on, guys. Uh, DailyRoto.com, if you haven't figured it out by yet, if you are in that whole DFS arena, if you are uh, looking to make some money and and win your uh, win your tournaments, DailyRoto.com, guys, it's all there for you. Nothing stopping you. Uh, all right. So uh, last night, um, one other quick note in uh, college basketball, besides there being <laughs> you know 34 points scored in a game by Syracuse and uh, only 40 some odd points by Virginia. Uh, Dane and I talked uh, about how. Who is going to be that next Zion? And we had told you that there are going to be – you're not going to replace Zion. Zion was a internet sensation prior to the season. He was what everybody talked about leading into and, of course, even when he was hurt, continued to talk about afterwards. Uh, but we said give it some time and we will definitely – there will be a name or two that you will hear over and over and over and over and over again. And uh, it didn't take long. It took all of 34 minutes for us to figure out who that name is going to be. And he was uh, one of the top four players in the country recruited. He lands at North Carolina. His name is Cole Anthony, guys. And it took him 34 minutes to break an ACC record. Actually, a few of them. But the big one is it took him 34 minutes to now hold the title of the most scoring by a freshman in an ACC debut. And you think about the ACC, Hal, just think about North Carolina, guys, and the quality of players that have come from there. This kid in 34 minutes, he, he finished the game 34 points. He was 12 of 24, 6 of 11 from 3, 11 boards, 5 assists, going up against not, you know, Sister Mary of the, uh, you know, the blind there, against a team that has covered 7 out of the last time they've played them. Notre Dame has given North Carolina fits. This kid comes out here, drops 34, sets the ACC record, most points by a freshman in his debut. R.J. Barrett had scored 33 versus Kentucky. He beat him. And this kid is, he is exactly what he's billed uh, to be, man. This kid is is kind of, you watched that game last night, Dane. Much like Zion from a sheer size standpoint. Looked like he was playing chess while everyone else was playing checkers. This kid from a shooting, ball handling, outside. This kid is playing on a different game than everybody else. Uh, it's not, And by the way, he's, he's barely 18 years old. He's the youngest kid on North Carolina. You will hear his name a lot. And he's got a pretty good family tree, too. His old man played for uh, for a little while, I think. Uh, Greg Anthony, you might have heard of him. Yeah, yeah. He, he, played, he was a pretty good uh, college player also. So keep an eye. Cole Anthony is going to be a name you are going to hear over and over and over again this year, Dane. Yeah, and, and here's the other thing. Joe, we literally last segment talked about them moving the three-point line back, right? Yep. Didn't yep. affect Cole Anthony. Nope. You know what I mean? He goes <laughs> six of 11 from three. And here's the other thing. I 
He he grabbed eleven boards, Joe. Yes, thank uh, you. I mean, yep. He's a six three <laughs> guard. Yep. Okay. Yep. He is a you talk about he looks like men among boys. He is a six three guard. This is yep. not Zion at six yep. eight looking like Sean Kemp. Okay. He is a right. six three guard and he puts up 11 rebounds to go along with his 34 points an incredible debut from the kid i i i know a little about him because he's from the city okay mm -hmm. so you know we heard about him uh here in the city uh but i'm i'm excited i'm excited to see what he can do it is only one game but the funny right. part is joe like it's one game these days it's not one game against like you like to say you know saint joseph's of the deaf or whatever right. this is Correct. against notre dame that he's yep. doing this yep. right out the gate Yep, and, and again, Notre Dame is no slouch. They have played North Carolina very hard over the next couple of years, and he in the second half, which was the most impressive, is he went on a – he hit like four three-pointers in four minutes in a four-minute stretch, yep. just blew the game wide open, and he didn't stop. He he really took it to another level, uh, very impressed. And and you think about all the stars in the ACC over the years, for him to sure. blow them all out the window was uh, pretty impressive, so – we wondered who it was going to be. Well, that's definitely going to be. And it was funny, Dane. It took all of, as soon as that game was over last night, on uh, social media, uh, Nick fans have already staked a claim to him. I just want <laughs> you to know that. I don't know if you right. saw that yet. Yeah, Nick fans apparently have got him and R.J. Barrett together starting five next year. It's going to be uh, Cole Anthony and R.J. Barrett. All right. Sounds good. You know, I'll take it. There's still a long way to go. A long way no, to no. go. Like at this really point last long. year, really at long. this point last year, how many people knew the name Ja Morant? Right. That's what yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Exactly. Correct. So let's see what else comes out of the woodwork mm -hmm. and let's see where the chips fall. The last thing I'll say, Joe, this ACC network thing also, it's real mm -hmm. smart that they did it on Tuesday and Wednesday nights, right? You don't see mm -hmm. them open it up trying to compete with like uh, standalone NFL football games. You know what yep. I mean? They're they doing it right. on Tuesday and Wednesday. Smart move. Yep. They did it right. They actually put some thought into it where it wasn't gimme, gimme, gimme. Let's let's try to maximize the ability. And it's good for it's the basketball fans. This part of the sports schedule, right? Yep. You know, they know maybe they have an opportunity here to hit the ground running. Because the other option, right, is like no one pays attention until conference games and after Christmas, exactly. let's say. It's like, well, exactly. that's why we asked the poll, you know, earlier in the week. But they're trying to say, no, let's stake our claim to it, come out the gate firing, what? but let's not mess with Monday Night Football or Thursday. That's exactly correct. Let's, let's avoid the king and let's, we'll take up the scraps. That's all. We'll take the other part. Yep. And you know what? It worked because it's a pleasure yes. being able to see right out of the gate competition. And, and these teams are going to face each other again. So I, I love it. I think it's uh, I think it's awesome. Uh, also, last night, we had something I never thought I would see either, Dana. And this was just kind of mind blowing. And I had to double check the uh, the scoreboard actually a couple of times because I'm like, nah, you guys are kidding me here. Uh, we had a uh, the national game for ESPN last night, I believe, was the Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. And now if you guys have not heard, <laughs> uh, Steph Curry broken hand, Klay Thompson uh, knee surgery, Durant's now no longer there. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, he, he sprained right ankle, he's gone. Oh yeah, and Draymond Green has torn ligaments in his yeah. fingers, so he's not playing. I, I don't even know what that was last night on the court, but I will say this, James Harden, Okay, last night, taking on the Golden State Warriors, he was finally able to beat him. But the most impressive part about Harden, and, and I don't think I've ever seen this, Dane, he had 13 assists. 
13 assists, people. James Harden had 36, but he had 13 assists. I mean, you know, save us all. If James Harden, if this is going to be the new James Harden where he's going to be unselfish and give guys like P.J. Tucker and others the opportunity, I don't know what this team could be. I I think it's a mirage. Maybe it's a one-off. But the dude had 13 damn assists last night, Dane. Maybe Russell Westbrook is getting in his ear being like, yo, if you average a triple-double, people will think you're Oscar Robinson. (laughs) All of a sudden, all of a sudden, people will love your game. You know what I mean? Maybe he's like, listen, forget that one-legged crazy step back. The way to get get people to love you is average a triple-double. You know, but (laughs) obviously that won't happen. But at the same time, listen, if Westbrook and Harden can kind of like – alternate roles in a way you know then yes that is very hard for defenses to worry about and manage you mentioned Harden that I looked at Westbrook in the box score Westbrook was plus 40 as a plus minus yesterday however we do have to say this and you you led with this like the Golden State Warriors are an absolute shell of themselves You know, when you talk about guys like Willie Cauley-Stein and Glenn Robinson III, I mean, this is not what you think about as the Warriors. So, of course, it's impressive, you know, what, what Harden did last night. But this is, you know, imagine as though he did this against, like, oh, I don't know, the Sacramento Kings or what you think of that, you know, the Phoenix Suns, because this right. is not the Warriors. That well, uh, yeah, I mean, this, they won the game, but I do think there was a time here that James Harden would have opted to score 60 in this game and not share the rock. You know what I mean? And the fact that he actually was setting people up to score was mind-blowing to me. I'm like, who is this guy? Uh, I don't know if it'll keep going that way, but I do know for a fact that in that moment against a team like that, he he would have opted to score 65 points, and it would have been all James Harden all night, all day. Yeah, that makes sense. And maybe... This speaks to an evolution of Harden's game in a way that we think could make him more dangerous. Could it be? But, <laughs> but uh, could it? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's also only one game. I will say this. If that, in fact, is. Yeah, guys, look at the future tickets for the Houston Rockets, because they would be ab- he still doesn't yeah, play defense. Don't get me wrong. But the good news is they brought in a defensive rebounding monster in Russell Westbrook, who's all about effort. But if Harden's going to play quarterback, um, I can't wait to see what this Houston team does with that. It remains to be seen. Plus, he hasn't been scoring all that well so far this year. If you've noticed, his numbers are down. Um, So we'll keep an eye on it, though. But it's worth noting, guys, that Harden might actually, could we be seeing the transformation, the growing up of James Harden? Maybe Russell Westbrook's exactly what he needed. You know what I'm saying? Because how many times have we heard about Westbrook? In that locker room, Westbrook is all business. Like, he doesn't – it ain't like Instagram models and everything like else. It's it's basketball. So, yeah. There was an open question in this offseason. Who would actually be the off guard and who would actually be the ball-dominant guard? Yeah. Everyone assumed, because, like, Westbrook can't shoot, that he had to be the ball-dominant guard. Maybe not. Makes it very interesting to me, I think, uh, all of a sudden in the West like that. All right, more on uh, load management next. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. 
Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing Daily Fantasy Hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. to see uh too that harden hasn't lost his uh his trolling ability there last night dane is uh harden drops 36 13 13 assists guys james harden sharing the ball here sharing the rock as they take down the high school version of the uh the golden state warriors and uh after the game this is what harden had to say of course uh I, mean, I don't know. You know. Hopefully those guys, you know, Clay and, and obviously Katie and Steph, hopefully those guys get, get you know, back on the court soon. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can get, um, you know, uh, KD, who's not even with the team, Steph, uh, Clay, you know, hopefully we can get them uh, back and, uh, you know, we can play the Golden State Warriors at, uh, you know, when they're the, because I really want to beat them at their bet. No, you don't. You don't want anything to do with either of them. Take the damn win, Harden. And move on. Hopefully, Clay KD. He had to throw KD in there just good piss because they beat the crap out yeah. of you. They owned and your ass for the last three years. So who are you kidding? Yeah, hopefully they get back. And there was also uh, there was a, a couple years where he was like in that MVP race, and he like didn't because I know you're gonna talk about load management, and he never mm-hmm. took the night off, and he was like I think he was right. like ballers gonna ball was his quote one year or something like that. So That's now correct. again, you know, it could be shots at the Warriors that, but it could also be shot at any players taking load management. Be like, yo, I hope they can get back and play because yeah. he just yeah. goes in and does this night in night out. Yeah, because he was asked about, hey, man, you know, what, you know, what this Warriors team, what do you think? Everyone's gone. And he's like, well, yeah. you know, and you had to throw KD in there. I thought it was classic, too, man. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they come back sooner or later, you know, to be nice. Um, game last night. Also, after that one was a game that uh, national game that uh, the doubleheader, of course, we had to watch Golden State, unfortunately, in Houston. But the game after that is what everybody had circled on the calendar here as we are just a couple of weeks into the season. Looking at the the freak, Giannis heading to L.A. to take on the MVP, Kawhi Leonard, and the Clippers last night. And I, I will say this. He did make history, Giannis, last night. He is now the first player in the history of the NBA. Uh, this guy is so talented, it makes it's just scary, Dane. First player with 200 points, 100 rebounds. And 50 assists in the first eight damn games of the season. Think about that. 200 points, 100 boards, 50 assists in just eight games. That is what he is, man. He is an absolute freak. And unfortunately, if you were somebody that ran to when tickets went on sale, he had 38 points, 16 boards, nine assists, four threes, two steals, two blocks last night in L.A. But the problem is. If you went out and spent the $1,000 for nosebleed seats because you wanted to see not only the Greek freak, but you wanted to see him go up against, you know, this new look Clippers team with Kawhi, you weren't getting it uh, because it was announced yesterday that Kawhi was uh, taking the night off. It was uh, it was going to be a bit of a load management situation there and that um, I'm sorry, guys, but his uh, his knee, it's this and yeah. that. It cracks me up that the even the NBA itself 
is doing everything in their power, trying not to make this a story. Don't forget, they were, remember all those rules that they put into place after we saw LeBron and company do this, where it can only happen this, you can only do this, there'll be fines. Well, not for Kawhi, apparently. For Kawhi, they're viewing it as if he was, when the Clippers got him, he was damaged goods. And that he's got this knee injury that is, uh, of course, uh, been very, very, uh, has been problematic, which cracks me up because where has this knee injury been when he played the first six out of eight games? This is the second of a back-to-back that they've had so far this year. He has not played in either now. And this being the national game, this is exactly why they made the rules to avoid things just like this. Remember? Remember Popovich back on Christmas Day? Yeah, Remember that? Sat everyone in Miami. Spurs Warriors rested everybody. Yes. And now the NBA is going, yeah, well, he's got, uh, you know, there's this knee injury, so he doesn't exactly qualify. The medical staff determined that he is not healthy to play in back-to-backs. Like, he's got a doctor's note now right. from the NBA <laughs> saying that when it comes to back-to-backs, don't expect – Kawhi Leonard to play, which was, listen, he took off 20-some-odd games last year in Toronto. But when you're in Toronto, the media is going to give you a pass with things like that a lot. When you're in L.A., um, that's a different story. You know, you were coming off a year where you only played, what, six games? So last year was his first full season back. Nobody made a big deal of it in Toronto, certainly not in the media here. But now you've won the championship, you're the MVP, and now you're pulling this crap in L.A. Uh, on a national game yeah, against Giannis? Yeah. I mean, you weren't taking on the Golden State Warriors with high school kids. You're taking right. on Giannis, the Greek freak. And I'm sorry, man. If I'd have paid my money to go see that thing, I'd have been beside myself if I wanted my kid to go see the MVP, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, you know, and it's just interesting because when you talked about them putting in the rules, I thought like nationally televised games was mm-hmm. part of the ones you couldn't do this for, right? right? So the idea that, oh, but they're going to technically say it's not load management or arrest, it's technically in relation to the knee, like, okay, then you're just going to get team doctors left and right across the NBA, like LeBron will have, you know, a yeast infection, uh, mm-hmm. and then he'll have a doctor's note also. You know what I mean? To have rest. So I don't buy it. There's loopholes. They're going to, you know, they tried, but the doctors will still, you know, they'll still list it then as something else. I will say this, though, Joe, the one thing that makes me feel a little bit better about it is that it was a home game for the Clippers. Okay. When you talk about people like buying the tickets and stuff like that to see him, at least Clippers fans, they have other opportunities to see Kawhi. If this game was, for example, in Milwaukee or on the road, and then it's like that other city's only chance to see the MVP, I think that's a little bit, that's even worse. You know, so if they're going to do this, I hope they at least stick to home games where their fans will have, you know, 41 or 40 other chances to see him. That, in fact, Joe, is our poll question today here on Make It Rain as well. And you can always follow us on uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, so many ways to get, you know, get on the grid. Um, are you okay with load management, Joe? And I say yes, no, and only for home games. What do you think the peoples are saying? It's so regional, too, depending on where it's going to be. I, I would yeah. say they're not okay with it. 
Yeah, it's a slight lean that way. 54% say no, they're not cool with it. 38% say it's all good. And 8%, that's actually the way I would vote, is uh, only for the home games. Um, that you can do that. You can't do that and deprive another market of uh, seeing the star. Joe, you talked about Giannis and that first eight games. Just for context, if you do it like as an average, you know, like because people hear it as like, oh, this many rebounds a game, whatever, right? He's averaging 29 points a game, 14.3 boards a game, yeah. and 7.6 assists a game. Mm-hmm. He's averaging 29, 14, and 7, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a freak. Um, <laughs> it, that's why he is called a Greek freak, guys, because it's just you you don't often see what uh, what you're seeing from him. Uh, now, if he can only shoot free throws and actually hit the rim or something, that'd be a different story. But my problem with the whole low management thing is I don't have a problem as long as you're honest and upfront about it. But if you're going to spit in my face and tell me it's raining. And then the NBA is going to make all of these uh, resting rules and then after the fact be like, oh, no, he's got this he's got this uh, uh, this knee problem and he's not he's not healthy. Well, really, because is it the same knee problem that he played 34 minutes on Sunday? Is is it the same knee problem? He's going to be okay to play what tomorrow? He's going to be okay tomorrow to play. So so you're telling me it's only a knee issue when it's a back to back and it's all oh, I get it. See, that's the thing that chaps my ass is that load back. I get it. He won a title doing this last year. That's what every I was team say. and their mother is going to want to do it. I get that's it. What I was but but don't spit in my face and tell me. Yep. Don't tell me there's some sort of miraculous knee injury that didn't affect him playing 34 minutes on Sunday. And oh yeah, not going to affect him playing tomorrow. It, it just right. affected him tonight in the. I can't go. I mean, that would just bother me. And again, not everyone's a season ticket holder. You spend a thousand bucks a ticket in LA to go see a game. I'd like to see Kawhi Leonard, you know, it's, I don't have the money to be able to come back a second night or see you down the road. Uh, I just think it's total Bush league to me, yeah. shorten the damn season. If this is going to be a problem, shorten the damn season. Then if this is what everyone's going to be doing. Yeah, a lot of people have talked about that, right? Like the NBA really tipping off maybe around Christmas uh, yeah. because that be them, again, claiming the the sports narrative in that point in mm-hmm. time. But, you know, that I agree with you, Joe. Honestly, if the Clippers instead came out and were like, you know what? This is Kawhi's program, and it led him to be good enough for a championship run last year. We're going to yep. ride with the Kawhi program. We'll eat the fines. <laughs> you know, if they said that, that's then correct. I would be like, all right, that's what they're nope. doing. And they're doing that for their ultimate goal of winning a championship. This is mm-hmm. what works for Kawhi. We saw it work for Kawhi in Toronto. Kawhi mm-hmm. certainly wasn't taking any nights off in the Eastern Conference finals and the finals. And boy, did they need him to be full on Kawhi. And if he needs to take some rest in order to do it, I think it's a little, I think it's a little millennial nonsense, but it's been proven to work for him. So mm-hmm. if the Clippers are like, nah, this is the Kawhi program. This is how we're doing it. Sorry, get over it. I'd be completely fine with that. But like you said, the kind of loophole of, oh, we're going to use this injury. That's then the slippery slope that I think, you know, makes this makes this nonsense. But it's it's also it's so ridiculous in its concept that the NBA would actually get behind this and act as if there's something there's something going on here with the health of him. Do you think does anybody think in their right mind that the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard's people haven't already figured out on the schedule every damn well, game he's not going to sit. He's going to sit. I mean, up. you think they 
So this wasn't something which the NBA wants us to believe like, oh, no, no, we just, you know, they there's this injury. Like, really? You think they just miraculously came up with load management? Like, he was going to sit out last night because his knee's hurting. No, it's not. You circled 25 games on the calendar, and now you're trying to figure out a narrative that fits every one of those 25 games so he can't play. It's a load of crap. It's not load management. It's a load of crap, and I hate when you sit there and spit in my face Telling me it's raining when we all know, Dane, what this is. You've got a plan. You got a blueprint. I get it. I'm okay with that. But don't tell me that. Don't don't try to make it seem like all of a sudden he woke up with a knee issue now and now he's hurt because he's not hurt. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Joe. And to be quite honest, it would be smart for them to have mapped it out all season long, right? I agree. And to be quite honest, I'm going to also tell you something else. Yes, it's the back-to-back. I'll also say this. It's no coincidence that it was against the Milwaukee Bucks, a.k.a. another title contender, okay? Mm. So you don't, they don't show their full hand. You know, I'll I'll tell you right now, I bet another one of these is against, you know, Portland and the Lakers mm-hmm. and the Rockets and the 76ers. You know what I mean? They yep. planned it out not only to be the right kind of timing, the back-to-backs, but also the same as an NFL team in preseason. They go vanilla. They don't want to show you everything, right? So if they can also find some spots to not show what it looks like with Kawhi against other teams they may see down the road they'll take that opportunity as well yeah and guys it's just going to be it's the new nba and uh you know you can try and mask it with new rules and resting and all this yeah that that applies to you know like the six men like uh you know the fifth guy on the team it doesn't obviously apply to the superstars and you know lebron's 106 years old out there he still played every game this year i think right i mean i don't think he's There's no load management for LeBron yet. He's still out there playing back-to-backs. So far. Uh, But, you know, LeBron now has more to prove, I guess, to show that Father Time isn't undefeated, maybe. Hey, listen, I'll give credit where credit is due. You know, he could have mailed it in so far through. This is two out of what, eight games? Right. Really? So 25 Uh, Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, more on that coming up here. Make it rain. The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. Set of November uh, mustache, and the original thought for me to do the handlebars. I was undefeated before Sunday with the handlebar mustache, so I shaved it off because I didn't deserve it. Yeah, got an explanation there from Baker Mayfield as to what the deal was with the uh, the grooming uh, situation there after their last loss, and uh, I, I think he was saying the he shaved the handlebar mustache he was wearing during the game after the game. Uh, because he didn't deserve it, he says, but he was doing that because he had been undefeated with the handlebar. Now, of course, uh, we had to do a little digging here. Um, 
He's had a full beard the entire year this year, so I don't know where the handle, but where the undefeated, but apparently when he was at Oklahoma, he had the handlebar and he was undefeated. So he's actually resorting to superstitions of when he was in college. Uh, that is, oh, he was hoping the handlebar mustache would actually make him play better uh, against Denver, and that didn't work, so he shaved it. Dane. He didn't deserve the handlebars. The handlebars are for winners, Dane. They are not for losers. We're talking about shaving here, Joe. And we're Rock talking bottom, about cleats. Baby. We're talking about Rock cleats bottom. with this team. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about watches and necklaces <laughs> with this team. Yep. Yep. We're talking about uh, Twitter threats mm-hmm. with this team. Okay. I mean, like, I really do. do I have to say anymore? Yep. You know, exactly. I mean, find me other, find me another, I guess, besides the Jets, find mm-hmm. me another, like, you know, three win team, two win team, where mm-hmm. what they're talking about is anything other than we've got to get better. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've got to self scout ourselves. We've got to, you know, focus on the details, you know, all the good old coach speak, you know, yep. like, I, I, let me say something. You know, we give Jameis Winston a lot of stuff, right? But look at what happens out of Tampa Bay. You know, mm. they have a tough loss against Seattle in overtime, right? Look, Like, what is Jameis talking about? And Jameis has said a lot of crazy stuff, eating W's, crab legs, all that good stuff. But we don't hear this kind of stuff. And pick another two or three win team. We don't hear this kind of stuff. This is circus, not dumpster fire nonsense. And it's going to keep rolling, guys. Get ready. Because they ain't winning this week either. (laughs) It's over. 